Alright, so this is Josh, and I'm here with uh, Tyler Miller. Howdy. How you doing today? Doing alright, man. Cool, cool. Thanks for coming by, man. Um, I was really interested. I went to um, I went to, to the Punk Fest uh, recently, and I was really happy to run into you and um, get, to, get to know you a little bit, or hopefully through this interview I get to know you a little better. Right um, But um, could you tell me about the Punk Fest and how you got involved in that? Uh, well, uh, it started about, uh, three years ago when I was on, um, I, I was just hanging out, had nothing going on really, and I noticed that, like, show attendance had been pretty small in Memphis, so I was like, you know, boost it up as much as I can, just as a musician, you know, started thinking of different ways to promote stuff and bring people together and work together, so then I came up with the idea of Memphis Punk Fest and just started getting everybody to, um, you know, jump on a bill, just 20 bands over two days, you know, yeah. and, um, to see what happens and uh, it, it was pretty cool it wasn't like super big it wasn't like a blowout or nothing but it definitely was a start of something and then um, uh, before that I made Memphis Punk Promotions as a backliner to the company so, or to the fest so it would be it was just a Facebook uh, page at first and um, it was just so whenever people would be like oh someone else someone's putting on this festival instead of or now they see it as a this company's putting on this festival and just gave it like a you know more professional look yeah. And then um, after um, I did the festival, a lot of people was like, hey, man, I told people that you, you do a great job book, you know, booking this and put it together, so I started handing out your booking information, and that's cool. And I was like, yeah, just go ahead and do that. And then um, ended up booking like all these bands that were com- uh, couldn't find dates to come to Memphis, and I realized that was a big problem for a couple of years is um, Memphis has a great scene, great musicians and everything, but nobody was centralized enough to work with each other mm-hmm. on, on putting together a show or like, you know, uh, no one was there to like take in contacts for bands on tour because when you're on tour uh, with the internet nowadays, you just type in the city and type in punk and you can usually find somebody. Yeah. But for Memphis, it was just blank, you know, and uh, then I started Memphis Punk Promotions, so started booking bands or whoever coming out to where I gave them a place to stay, food, uh, made them door at the venues, booked their shows and promoted it and all, did it all out of pocket for free. Wow. And uh, every band that comes through, I give 100% of the door to. And um, then it, since then I built up a lot more and I did Punk Fest 2 and that went up to about 23, 24 bands and uh, it was a lot bigger and then this year 3 was the best. Yeah. I mean, you were at the High Tone shows. Yeah. It was pretty filled up. Uh, didn't really expect both sides to actually be packed at the same time, but that's something that happened. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And, um, over three days, like most of those bands have uh, have been to Memphis like once or twice before. Yeah. And but I just it's not much of like a hey play this festival here's a contract kind of deal. It's more of like hey Tyler what's going on like because we established like a you know based more like a friendship than just an acquaintance. Yeah. Over me booking these bands because like when they come through some the ones that come through multiple times like know where all they go and you know they know they can always crash in my house and I feed <laughs> them and stuff like that so it's just about treating the bands good and making yeah. sure like you know it brings people together and gets everybody working together and this year proved like pretty great to the scene for like show attendance like it worked together as a community everybody helped promote it you know and they mm-hmm. everybody did their own part to it and I'm super thankful for that. Yeah. But also the bands came in, a lot of them were like, you don't have to pay this, and I was like, no, so like all the touring bands made sure they got paid and like still taken care of, so it still kept a positive outlook on it. Yeah. And uh, that's all I wanted, just people to work together and you know people to respect the Memphis music community and 
it just keeps building. We get bigger, bigger and bigger bands coming through. Yeah, yeah. Like every day now, so it's pretty great. Like how it's turned out, but it's all DIY, out of pocket. You know, I didn't have yeah. any cash sponsors this year and pulled it off, and I was pretty proud about that. That's amazing, man. Um, let's back up a little bit. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I asked you off before about where where you're coming from, but could you could you tell us kind of how you grew up and? Uh, well, I was born in Florida. And mm-hmm. moved to Obama County, Tennessee, near Union City when I was like uh, five. And from then till I was 18, I grew up in a small country town. Like, it was either, you know, I, I lived on like 23 acres of just woods and a trailer for yeah. part of it. And then, like, down dirt road, you know. And then the other times it was like a cornfield and a bean field was the only thing around my house, you know. Yeah. Screw up, like, super, super country, you know. And people can tell that sometimes on drink. My accent comes out really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's just a really small place. And then I got my diploma, and I was like, I, I mean, I got accepted all these colleges in, um, in Tennessee, and I got offered a full ride to Sullivan University and oh. just didn't use it, and that was for uh, culinary. And then uh, I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll try Memphis. And I was like, I love rock and roll, I love blues, you know. Yeah, rock and yeah. my, that was my whole intention was to move to Memphis, start a rockabilly band. <laughs> and I went to uh, University in Memphis for a year, but I was forced to drop out and lost all my scholarships because uh, I skipped the first two weeks in music theory. <laughs> oh, really? And uh, I mean, I've been studying music theory, you know, I didn't have anything growing up except for like I'd get some random instrument, I'd teach myself how to play it. And yeah. so I taught myself music theory over the years. And when I got in the class, they were like, Does anybody know what a note is? And I was <laughs> like, oh, God, no. Yeah. So I was like, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. And I came through and I used to class and everything. And then at the end of the semester, I got my report card back and had a zero for missing four consecutive classes. And they took away all my scholarships. And then oh, I was no. homeless and went into playing music like on the, uh, on the streets and whatever. And then I started getting some friends up and went in and out of houses for a while. And so I did all sorts of really strange stuff, but music was part of it the whole way. Wow. And so, but how did you find punk? I mean, uh, as a kid, like, honestly, uh, I would probably have to date it all the way back to when my mom was like, raised me on Dookie, the Green Day album. Yeah. That, like, the offspring, you know, uh, uh, no doubt, she really liked. And and then, well, a couple times I went and saw my dad because he was in the military, so he was always stationed out, so I rarely saw him. But when I did, he was like, ACDC, Iron Maiden, you know, and like, that just started, I was like, well, I love this music as opposed to anything else on the radio. So then I just started hunting for stuff on my own, like mm-hmm. record stores while we had them before they closed down in Union City. And then um, friends uh, friends computers with the internet. And I was like, oh my God, there's so many punk rock bands in yeah. here. And when I moved to Memphis, I was like, just down, you know. Yeah, just I was down. Like, I needed to be in a bigger city with music. I couldn't be in that small town anymore. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I hear that story a lot. You know, a lot of people from the country, they they got to go to a city. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's just the way. That's my story. You know, I had to be somewhere where there was some culture happening. Didn't feel yeah. like such a weirdo, you know, or something. Yeah. It was um, just like, I mean, I couldn't post up outside of Walmart and play my songs on an acoustic guitar, you know, in Union City. I tried it before, <laughs> and they just asked me to leave, and no one gave me any money, and I was like, oh, okay. okay, but you can do that for five minutes anywhere in Memphis, someone's going to throw you a dollar, yeah. or talk to you, give you a good conversation or something, you know, mm-hmm. it's more welcoming uh, to the cultural arts and music, here. Yeah. and uh, I really appreciate Memphis for that. Yeah, 
Um, I've been asking this question a lot, but uh, of people, but I, you know, from from your perspective, like, what do you, what could you tell me a little bit about the character of Memphis and you know why it's so special? Um, I I think Memphis doesn't know, you know, <laughs> it, and and not many people do. It's just like there's just an attraction to people around the world, and you know, it's one of the most, it's the most sung about song in history of music, or sung about place in history of music, you know. Yeah. So. But it's just people always have this thing about they got to go to Memphis and, you know, experience it. And when they get here, everybody's just like, well, you know, I mean, yeah. it's it depends on where they go. You know, some people come to Memphis and go to Germantown and they're like, huh? <laughs> you know, there's no culture out there, really. Yeah. And then, but uh, everybody I know that comes through and experiences Midtown, downtown, they just, like, every bar has a lot of music every night of the week, you know, and... There's local artist paintings all covered in this entire city. There's murals done by local artists everywhere. Even graffiti artists are like honored enough to do like huge murals, like paid for by the city. You know, it's just it's it's a good community. Whenever people realize that if they work together, they can make something happen. And whenever something happens, it's usually really awesome in here in Memphis. Yeah. And what about the punks? How the what's the what's the punk scene like here? It's very straight and uh, kind of. They're, they're a lot older here, you know. I mean, the new punks don't really like much of a thing here. It's like if you like punk and you live in Memphis, you're either someone that moved here or you um, you've been here since the Nintendo days, you know. Because yeah. someone will bring that up to you at any punk show. It'll be like I remember the old Nintendo yeah. club, you know. But. Uh, um, was that for everything else it's like as for all ages the city really needs an all ages venue mm-hmm. and it, it kind of kills it I mean high tone there's one but it's like it gets booked up so quick by all the other big name stuff that's come through and that's great but it's just yeah. like as for local bands that have a spot that they can book out with no overhead and hold all ages shows yeah. it's really distraught and unorganized mm-hmm. and I've tried to do it a couple times I've held shows at skate shops and you know, all sorts of different places, but uh, mm-hmm. it's just hard to access to the all ages crowd now. And yeah, and it, that's something I learned about in uh, Paducah, Kentucky. Is like when I grew up in Union City, I was an hour drive from Paducah, Kentucky, and from the age of 13 to 18, I used to go up to those shows a lot too. I forgot to say that earlier, but yeah, um, and it was always all ages shows almost every weekend. Yeah, it would find a way up there. Wouldn't know who the bands were or anything, but it would be like a hundred and eighty turnout of kids. You know, yeah. not even any older people, ex- but except for some of the bands. But uh, that's really where I learned about putting together shows and stuff. Is Paducah. Yeah, bands like the Wishy Wars and uh, uh, Teenage Rehab, Middle Class Trash. All those bands that I kind of grew up with around wow. that area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm from you know the coast, like West Coast, and I grew up, I grew up in Berkeley, and you know listen oh, right to. You know, bands like Dystopia and Blatz and Filth and, you know, like, um, Crim Shrine, you know, all these really kind of crust punk bands. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, hearing you talk, talk about, um, all the all ages thing and how it's so hard, you know, to, to do that. Being from the South, I mean, I'm curious, like, um, what's it, what's it like for young people and kind of mixing into this? community uh, most of them um, the only way they can see it uh, yeah. most shows is just by sneaking in which is sad yeah but uh i mean other rock shows that happen in the city that are all ages are just really rare yeah. so it's like never really seen but when you do i mean 
it's usually like they're not supposed to be there or you're at a show that's like you know a bigger a very bigger name not much for the underground to get in touch with all they just seen here yeah but uh i mean i'm doing everything i can to help them access it it's just uh finding venues that aren't smoking drinking bars that you can host it at without having to pay out a huge overhead to have these so these kids can see it shows it's really hard to put yeah. together there's not many places you can do it at and the places mm -hmm. that you can it's just the location is usually horrible of it yeah so because every other street in this place is a hood yeah <laughs> yeah but as far as like house shows and things like that go does it is that something uh, that's they, happening here they blow up like once or twice a year and they'll be like awesome house shows through the summer and fall or whatever yeah and occasionally some in the winter time which is weird but they all seem all these houses seem to live up and die out within that year you know like yeah. when they start it's only like a couple of months and there was something called the frame house uh when i first moved here uh, that i remember got shut down because they were trying to like represent themselves as a legal licensed venue oh. or something like that and they were too close to the suburban neighborhoods oh. so they ended up getting ticketed and shut down and oh, then wow. there was the stash house that was one of our bigger uh, house show venues and it just ended up getting the cops called to the point where the neighbors were like not putting up with it anymore and they mm -hmm. that one got shut down and there's the declare house which used to be insane i'm talking about setting pianos on fire and couches oh, yeah. on fire you know like blowing up TVs in the street and it was great and neighbors just didn't care I don't know what was up with that yeah. but then um, all those people moved out of the house and except for a couple and like everybody else that moved in it's like we have a show it has to be up about 10 o'clock nobody else can be here unless they live here and, yeah, yeah. and they got really strict then um, that was the courthouse courthouse was great and they uh, uh, but it just became like some people left and then they just started hosting really hippie and randomly rap music shows and just like it went to shit really quick and yeah. then everybody moved out and the uh, people that moved out at first started the mosaic house and that got shut down within a month so it's oh like everything's just been getting shut down left and right for house parties so they don't last as long here yeah but um uh i think it's kind of sad that that's like one of the only outlets for younger or like 1800 kids can actually see is by going to a house show full of beer and drugs and whatnot yeah, yeah. because i mean that's not what you know, punk really represents, and yeah. I don't like the negative attributes of that. Yeah, Because, I yeah. mean, when I grew up, it was all, you know, positivity, helping each other out, you mm -hmm. know, making stuff happen, and, you know, chasing your dreams and doing it whatever you want, and that's the whole reason I got into punk rock, you know? Yeah. And just doing all you can do is being yourself, but it's whenever kids are only exposed to punk rock being like, oh, it's all drugs and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. It's... It's just not going to raise them into, like, you know, by the time they're of age, you know, it's just they're going to be all like, oh, you have to go to a show, you have to get fucked up, you have to be at a bar, you have to drink a bunch. If you don't have money for beer, you shouldn't go to the show, you know. Right, right. So it's like, I'm kind of worried about how that's going to turn out, but I'm doing what I can to work with some people in the city and start up this all-ages scene again, and uh, I've been in the talks with somebody about another venue, yeah. and I'm hoping it's going to open within a couple of months, but I'm not too sure with how it's going on the the deal on it. Yeah. But whenever it does happen, um, Memphis Pump Promotions will be uh, doing a lot of shows out there. That's great, man. Yeah, I would love this place to be a destination. You know, I, I was talking to a lot of my friends when I was about to come down here. I was like, man, if you guys are touring, come through Memphis. It would be amazing. Yeah. Um, 
But everyone's like, Memphis, why would we go to Memphis? Yeah, you know? because before like I started doing anything, there was it's like even if you manage to book a show by calling in at a bar or something, yeah, have, no, the bar's not gonna you know find locals to play with you. Yeah, they're not gonna promote it. They're not gonna print flyers and hang them up around town. You know. So I, I I know a lot of bands have blacklisted Memphis because of that. They would come through and they was they'd play a show to eight or nine people and they're like, yeah. "What the fuck," you know? Yeah, yeah. So like, what I do is um, I'm just trying to bring everybody together and get everybody working together on stuff. Like I started the Memphis punk rock group four years ago, almost five years ago, mm-hmm. while still in college, just to find people that like punk in Memphis. And now it's grown over a thousand people in the group. Amazing. And um, so whenever I put a show in there, bam, everybody knows about it. You know, it's just a way of people to work together and be like, hey, I need a, I need a new guitarist for my band or something. Someone's like, hey, I'd play guitar, or I need something fixed. Someone can mm-hmm. help them out with that, or where do I go for banners and graphic yeah. designs and stuff? And everybody just, I got them all in the group together, so it just pulls off. Everybody knocks yeah. everything out. And there's no, you know, troubles with it. Yeah. Every time a band comes to Memphis, I hook them up and everything they can. Mm-hmm. So. I have one more question for you. Um, yeah. I uh, I've been talking to people um, uh, about uh, the idea of place and how important that is, you know. And I and I know for for a lot of the punk stuff, you know, I was talking with Brian Vendable the other day, and his he's one of these old school punks, you know, that been here, and he had his perspective on it was that you know at the time it's just like your local scene was really really important. And without the internet and all that stuff, yeah. you know, it was, it took more time to gestate and then sort of like become its own thing. Um, how do you feel now, like, about that as far as like Memphis having a punk scene or any kind of punk scene anywhere? How important is place? Uh, well, I mean, everywhere needs a punk scene. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what you mean by place there. Well, I mean, like, uh. Like placing of the venue or. No, no, like, like. Having a what I mean, is, or I guess like what I'm what I'm trying to ask is like, what's your perspective on like a local scene, like how important is it now that you know? Well, uh, I mean, it's super important for like to have people together for whenever you know you get a big booking come through. It's not just about is this band that's opening for them from Memphis going to be able to pull everybody to their show? It's the the fact that their fans or whatever that they would pull to the show are also telling people about the the big name in mm-hmm. case they like it whether or not they like the opening band or not you know it's about everybody um, just as long as they're working together pretty much I hate saying it over and over again but uh, yeah yeah they're um, it, it's really important to have people in network with each other uh, saying keeping everybody updated on all the shows that are coming through yeah. and keeping show attendance up because. Um, the minute everything gets dispersed and nobody's talking to each other, you know, it's going to shoot straight down because nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, most people don't use Facebook and stuff, so it's almost like the older days where you just had to tell people about the shows that were coming up. Yeah. So, the more people you got involved with your music scene, the bigger your show tends will be, and the bigger bands, uh, or the more the bigger bands will come to Memphis knowing that, hey, I heard they got a an organized scene down there like yeah. people are hanging out and going to shows and I heard it's worth their time let's go to Memphis and right. uh, bigger and bigger acts have been coming mm-hmm. yeah. uh, lately and it's pretty great like I've had DRI and the Queers here uh, had the Queers a couple times uh, Copyrights Rick, uh, Richie Ramone um, I just booked the Creep show they actually cancelled Austin just because 
they heard I could book the show, and they they told their booker to cancel on Austin because they wanted to just come through Memphis. Yeah. And um, P&H is support, so supporting of it that they're actually paying them out of pocket uh, to have the show for free for all the locals to come through. Cool. And um, I'm going to have a local app, act on that as well. And I just confirmed uh, U.S. Bombs the other day. Wow. I'm super pumped about that because I don't even know last time they've been in Memphis. Yeah. I know the last time they've been in this region, I think someone said it was 15 years ago. But um, uh, they're coming through, and um, I got Creepshow, actually, by mentioning something to someone else on Instagram, and he, uh, one of the members saw it. Mm-hmm. And just a couple of hours ago, the Casualties page just followed me on there, so wow. I'm pretty sure that's also helping out with uh, yeah. getting in touch with all these all the right people. So. It's it's just growing a lot now. I just sit back and take care of it and yeah. let the keep bigger bands come in and mm-hmm. uh, everybody keep you know being a music community about it and bringing everybody in and cool. just making Memphis we go back up on the rise. Well, that's great, man. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing it. You know, Appreciate it, man. yeah, it's a lot of it's very inspiring to listen to you and talk. You know, hear your energy and sort of enthusiasm about it and just like sort of direction. It's so cool. But um, doing it for everybody else is not like, like I'm not a booking agent. I'm not a yeah. promoter. It's just I'm a musician, and I like to see people working together as a community. That way, we you know have more show attendance at even shows that I would play. You know, yeah. or all my friend shows. Because as a musician, it's really frustrating when you try to do everything by yourself, and yeah. you know, it doesn't work out in the end. Yeah, but as a network, it it's uh, pulling yeah. off a lot better. Words of wisdom, man. All right. Well, it take yeah. It takes a it takes a village to raise a child, right? Something right. <laughs> like that. Punk is your baby, man. You gotta have your family. Oh yeah. All right, dude. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Right on. Cool. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you again sometime. Right on, man. All right.